This week on the podcast, a patent is discovered for Google's new video game controller. EA says we will not have a press conference at E3. And yet another NES game that was unpublished comes to light. Lights. Lights. Hello all and welcome to the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast, a podcast about video games and unsolicited opinions about those video games. My name is Dan Allen. I am your moderator today, joined by Nicholas Cartier. I also have opinions. <laughs> and Ky- Is Kyle here? Uh, one minute. Okay. Uh, Cooper, can you buzz Kyle in? Oh, he's just not, he's just not here. Okay, well, we'll, we'll strike. We'll edit that out in the. What do, what, do, what do you mean he's playing near? Sunday, March 9th, 2019. Think he's playing near? Dude, he can miss all the podcasts if he's playing near Automata. We're an Automata family. We don't say Automata here. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. Just me and Cartier. It's going to say flying solo, but there are two of us. Flying dual winged. Two by two. Most planes dual winged, I'd say. You need two... What has happened? You need two wings. Uh, hey, Cartier, this week on the podcast, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. Are you ready? Yeah. We're talking about things and such. <laughs> you know what we have to do before that? Um, We have to get ready for corrections. We can smoothly sail through corrections and updates and clarifications. Uh... First clarification. I'll get, I'll get it down one day. First, first <laughs> clarification is uh, thank you, Harley and Kenny Wooten, for Smooth Sailing, the song that we smoothly sail through each week uh, with corrections. And more importantly, this week, updates. It's pure updates this week. Big things have been happening in the Lit Mitten Fantasy League. FantasyCritic.games is where we're doing this. Oh, like, ha- oh have they? Uh, things have happened. <laughs> Uh, for those unfamiliar, real quick, Fantasy Critic, it's Fantasy Football, both video games. We drafted a bunch of games. How they review on Open Critic will determine the scores we get at the end of the year. It's pretty much scored above and below 70. Every point above 70, you get a point. And important this week to note, every point below 70 on Open Critic, you lose a point for. Kyle Melville is not here today, but he owns the fake publisher known as Carl Weathers. Uh... Not a lot of changes. Anthem is up to a 62 this week. Nice. So it's creeping. Slowly but surely, you've got a whole year of updates. Uh, so right now it's just minus 8 for Anthem. And uh, the only other game he has out right now, Metro Exodus, still sits at an 83 on Open Critic, giving him plus 13 points. They have him at a solid 4 right now with the algorithm. Uh, and then for him, the next one to come out will be Sekiro. That's this month. Nice. What Am I To You is a fake publisher owned by me. Uh, I had two games come out since we last spoke. Still still giving me 10 points as Trials Rising came out a few weeks ago. Uh, it's sitting at an 80. Also, Devil May Cry 5 came out. Sitting at an 88 on Open Critic. When I saw that, I was hyped, Cartier. Mm-hmm. Like, give me those sweet points. Plus 18 points. And then Left Alive came out. Uh... 
roll that music again. I don't know if you remember Cartier, but when we drafted fantasy critic teams, I was like, Left Alive is a trick. Do you remember this? Yeah. I'm like, this is, it's to, here to fool us into thinking it's going to be good, and then whatever. So I didn't draft it originally, and I picked up on the waiver wire, because I'm like, what am I not going to pick up Left Alive? What if it's people like Front Mission? What if, no. Left Alive did so poorly that the guy that runs Fantasy Critic had to tweet out that the score isn't final <laughs> and will change. <laughs> Left Alive is sitting at a 38 right now. It was sitting at a 40 when I talked to you yesterday, Cartier. <laughs> sitting at a 38, which is negative 32 points for me. I just want to say that I was projected to win before this. <laughs> I know. I am projected to to lose <laughs> to everyone at this point. And I picked Pikmin 4. <laughs> yes. Uh... And uh, so it's got me at negative three now. It could be worse, right? I could have no games out, negative 32. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cartier. Oh, next one to come up for me will probably be... Mortal Kombat 11. Seems like it's probably the most likely to come out. Uh, and then Nintendo, owned by Nicholas Cartier. Still with one game out. Far Cry New Dawn sits at a 73. Unmoving at a 73. Yeah. Solid three points. Probably won't change too much. Next one to come out for Nick is probably probably Days Gone. Yeah, I think Days Gone is the is the one to come out next. Actually, right around the corner. I think Team Sonic Racing isn't too far either. We'll see. So, with that being said, this week in updates, Cartier with three points, Kyle with four points, Dan with negative three points. We we can definitely end corrections. Updates and clarifications. Ah, updates and clarifications. Rough, Cartier. Rough. Minus 32 points. It's safe to say, at the end of the day, I might have drafted the worst reviewed game that we have this year. Like, looking at the list of what's left, not any question marks that are that big. Honestly, I'm worried about Control now. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Control is just like one hyped trailer that's all we pretty much got. Crackdown hasn't came out yet, has it? Crackdown came out and got a 60, but no one no one drafted it. Huh. We we avoided a lot of the, except Left Live, we avoided a lot of the early uh, questionable one. ones. I forget, no, Kyle does have Anthem. It's really Anthem, Crackdown, and Left Alive have really been the uh, the mines, the explosions to sidestep yeah. in the beginning of this year. See, like, my biggest downfall is, like, I'd say a good, like, three or four of mine probably won't come out. <laughs> three or four is a lot. I don't think You don't get f- negative points for something not coming out, though. It's true. You just get a baseline zero. Oh, my God. So true. Uh, so. Look at that logo. Look at that logo. With that being said, I think that it is uh, time to go to the longest-running episodic segment in Great Lakes Gaming history. This week... In gaming, the twig. A, the twig, a segment where we casually discuss what exactly we played that week. Per tradition, we obviously have to start with Kyle Melville, even though he's not here. So, Kyle, what did you play? Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle, what did you play this week in gaming?
That's what I'm told. You know when you have an anthem joke ready for Kyle and then he no-shows? Today's closer, you guys, we're gonna have to ring in with Whoa! But <laughs> that's not gonna happen. I'll, I'll still ring in on that if you want me to. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> that's what they said to me! <laughs> I mean, they're probably not gonna play the whole song. Are you excited for this joke next week, Cartier? Yeah, no, this is the this is the best like <laughs> like you said he had, like he, you. you said he had something planned, and then when I realized what was happening, <laughs> and then like I gave you the silent like whole thing. <laughs> I was gonna stop after the first chorus. No, I'm I like this. I like this a lot. I wanted to I wanted to cue up a button. That's just the very end of the song where it's like, Another loser anthem! So I could hit that all the time on Kyle. Because he soundboarded me hard one day for the first ten minutes. With Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Also, Yo! I want to be just like you! Just like you! Um. Thanks, Kyle. Look forward to hearing more about Anthem next week. Um, also, surprise, you're still not running into bugs. Smooth sailing. Uh. <laughs> oh, good times. Nic <coughs> Nicholas Cartier. What did you play? This week in gaming. Well, this week in gaming is brought to you by what's his name? Dan Benjamin, I believe his name is. Fireside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fireside, thank you. Who's who's um Archer? John Benjamin. Yeah, okay. that's John Benjamin. I always think of that every time. Yeah. No, he's always he's always upsa updating the site though. That's nice. Nothing but great updates from Dan Benjamin at fireside.fm.fm. With that being said, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week I played another loser anthem. Did you? Yes. I guess that's too ex to be expected. Whoa! No, I did play anthem. Um, I will say in the past week I've run into it's like so this game is so divisive because like I'm officially not running into as many glitches. Nice. But there's also like rumors of a glitch that will hard like reset your PlayStation and like brick it. I've I've looked into this. Yes. Yes, yes. Apparently officially none have been bricked, but they're doing I kind of know about this. 
they are doing it's those reports were like damaged though yeah. like to the point where you have to it's like you have to hold it for a certain amount of time and then it has to remake your uh what's it called it rebuilds your hard drive is that what i'm looking for maybe but yeah it's got to like rebuild all of it which is scary and you can lose information and yeah Officially none bricked, though, but it doesn't make it any better. No, I know. Remember when Fallout 76 had that bug where it was, like, deleting it from from your PC? Games are weird. Oh, man. But no, so you're not running into any real glitches anymore, though, right? Not really. Not for the most part. Like, there's been been that one glitch where it won't let you hit square, so it's like if I want to pick up an item for a mission, or if I want to try and, like, revive, like... Someone, yeah, it just like doesn't work every just now and then. One like, dude, so <laughs> I we're didn't know about that. We're playing, and it's um me, Kyle, Greg, and Rocco, and we're all playing Anthem, right? Nice. And we're cool. fighting the boss, and I die, Greg dies, Kyle dies, Rocco can't revive anyone. <laughs> He's the lowest level one in our party, and he refuses to just like make his character commit suicide because he can do it. He's gonna chip damage it to death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a boss. Yep. Whoa how how long did that last? Uh, about like three minutes, and then he died. He died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we used teamwork and got it done real quick. Nice, Rocco. Moral of the story: You're late to the party. Lowest level. Come on now. Yeah, he was like two weeks out. Don't you want to be a hero? He wasn't sure if he was gonna play it or not because of like how like. Eh. But he ended up getting it. I think Lauren got it for him. You know, a really positive thing to say about Anthem, from an outsider's perspective, is everyone I've talked to, whether they've had major problems with Anthem, minor problems with Anthem, or have not really run into any, uh, none of those people have stopped playing Anthem yet. I think Roger stopped playing Anthem. Roger is, he, to, to quote him today, he's still diddling with Anthem, but uh, in his defense, I think he's done. Like, he... Put in like his seventy hours or whatever, yeah. and he's to the point where he's on those the three end game missions that are kind of all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I don't think he, I think he probably just finished his main javelin. Well, that's the thing because I was um, you can like invite people to your party, and I was inviting Greg and um Kyle to my party the mm-hmm. other day, and I was like looking through my list, and Roger he um friended me, so I was looking, and he popped up, and I was like, oh, I wonder what level he is, and he's like at like a four ninety like. Masterwork armor. I'm just like, yeah, no, he's not playing this anymore. <laughs> D'Angelo doesn't understand how he got through it so fast, but I mean, I guess a lot of people are at that point. Not a lot, but reading stuff last night seems like because I was reading stuff for the update, Anthem update. I don't know if you felt it, if you've played it today, but I think an update happened yesterday. Stability stuff. I uh, haven't. I haven't played it yet, which means when I get home from the podcast, I'm turning it on so it downloads, so I can play it tomorrow. Because yes. daylight savings is a fucking thing that we're Whoa. living right now. Roger was late today. No, I'm not shaming you, Roger, but we're all affected by daylight's, daylight <laughs> savings. Our power went out last night, so I, like, it barely was even a thing for me. Yeah. We lost an hour, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was, like, what, less rested than expected. <laughs> yeah. And I woke up, and it was, like, usually six, but it was seven, and then Phoenix was just, like, in my room, and he's just like, yeah, it's time to get up. And I, like, looked at my phone, I'm like, it's seven. <laughs> it is seven. Daylight savings. Uh, any Apex this week? Um, after I play, um, when I when I've been playing like Anthem, after I get like everyone's done playing Anthem, I'll play like one or two games of Apex. I know they um they just had an update and they did a balance patch to like some of the different like characters and different weapons and whatnot. Cool. And um, one of the things that I was reading into the 
like update that they did for it, and they said that they didn't do this update like when people like realized like, hey, like the wingman was like super OP. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to mess with it until like they got people like pretty much trained on like how to play the game. They didn't want to do like many updates that like chain. They don't want to make a game where it's like. Every time you play it, you have to relearn how to play the game because, like, weapons change. Like, they want to do that as, like, least as possible. It it makes sense. Yeah. I read something juicy today, Cartier, earlier, and it's, uh, like, anything that I kind of care about, it was, like, just a headline I didn't click on. But the headline was that that, um, people digging into the code or whatever found NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really look into it in Apex. I saw that, which means they might add, like, missions or whatever. I saw that they found um, data for, like, motorbikes Mm. in there, which would be crazy. Yeah, crazy on that landscape. No one's ever upset about vehicles in the Battle Royale. And then two, (laughs) two heroes that they found, like, the names in, like... There's been, like, a like it looks like a leak of, like, what, it, like, the character page looks like. Ooh. But it could also be something that someone photoshopped. But I know yes. they did find um, someone called Octane. Hmm. As, like, one of the next, like, new characters. If that's not a, if that's not a real one, that's a good fake name. A good fake Apex name. I Octane. Mean, it sounds like it goes with the motorcycles. Ooh. Oh, wow. Introduce a new character and it's like, his motorcycles are here. Nice. Yeah. But, no, nah, other than that, um, I've been playing a little more Pokemon Ultra Sun. Oh, yeah. And I still haven't completed the trial. But, we're gonna, <laughs> alright, so we're gonna do, um, this week in gaming Pokemon Challenge, Dan. Yeah. What Pokemon, I ca- I've caught four Pokemon, or I've caught five Pokemon, no, okay. actually. Mm-hmm. I got a Litten. Litten. I got a Meowth. Meowth. I caught a Driftloom. Ooh. And I caught a Rockruff. Okay. Who is the fifth Pokemon that I caught? All right. You're playing Ultra Sun. Hopefully I know this because I also was playing Sun. You're on the first island. I'm on the first island. I haven't beat the first trial, so I'm like in that first stretch. I have a yes or no question for you. Yeah, go for it. Was this a wild encounter or was this a specific wild encounter that only happens on a certain day on that island? This was a regular wild encounter. Okay. And I'll also let you know it's an Ultra Sun, so there are different Pokemon than in Sun. Okay, okay. And I will answer any question because that's how we're playing this Poke Challenge. Oh, man. Is this an Alolan form of an older Pokemon? No. Is this... Of the gen of Sun and Moon? No. Hmm. Hoot hoot. No. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Wingle. No. I'm only guessing birds. Uh, is it a flying? No. Well, son of a bee. How do you ever expect me again if it's not a bird? <laughs> is that a real question? <laughs> what Pokemon would I poke a challenge you with? Uh, Mime Jr.? Yes. Is it you got Mime Jr.? <laughs> yeah, I got a Mime Jr. Wow, you caught it in the wild? Yeah. Like, first island. I'm genuinely excited about that for Just you. Just, like, in, like, that first city. You okay. know how, like, there's, like, that Poké Center and there's, like, the dock and everything? Yeah. I was just, like, walking through the grass and I was just, like, Mime Jr. And I was like, well, I gotta catch you now. Yeah. Like, I gotta catch I you. I literally have got to catch you now. Yeah, like, I have to. Sweet! Uh, when we were doing Poké Challenges, myself and Cartier, 
not on camera, just a pastime in life. Uh, the first one I stumped him on was crazy. It was it was Mime Junior. It's a baby. Uh, it's it's barely basic, but it's basic. It's got a weird number. Very deceptive, Mime Junior. When you're holding it as a card, yeah. So good, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else this weekend, Ultra Sun? No, not really. I uh, I brought it with me, but I didn't need to play it. Just so. in case. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, you, you uh, confident you're going to finish Ultra Sun 100% before Sword and or Shield? Uh, I don't know how to answer that question without trashing the whole thing I trash every time I talk about this game, so... Oh, no. <laughs> More positive question. Did you see uh did you see the comment we got on the on our trailer breakdown about Did you see that? Yeah. The idea of Pokemon Stealth being the third game. I saw that, yeah. I forget the guy's name. Freddy something. Yeah. I appreciate your opinion, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, good good times. I love it. I love it when we get a good comment that is like actually a comment. Yeah. We got a good one on Reddit the other day. That was, not to go on a tangent, but it was off the Draken thing. It was someone being like, Dragon View, which is Draken 2, is way better. And I was like, I'm genuinely interested in your opinion. Tell me about Dragon View. <laughs> Tell me about your opinions of Dragon View. Uh, and then he replied today. Very interesting. Um, I like good back and forth with strangers about video games. Yeah. It's always nice. Especially when it's not like... Whatever. <laughs> Whatever the other things it could be. <laughs> right. Good times. But no, yeah. Um, so, Dan. Yes. What did you play this week in gaming? This, this week in gaming is brought to you by Good Charlotte. Wow. Uh, I played a few things this week. In gaming, but I actually, I have a, a new thing, it's not like I want to do this all the time, but because I have one game I'm excited to talk about, I'm actually not going to talk about anything else, uh, just so to help me focus, because sometimes I lose focus when I'm excited about things. This week, I hinted at this last week, when I was like, I, I've downloaded Return of the Oberdin. I am excited to play it. Um... Played a few things, nothing like really to talk about, but I played Return of the Oberdin. Uh I technically finished it. I'm gonna play it again because it's like it's like a test in math class. Like, no one's telling you to answer all the questions. You know what I mean? If you read all the questions and you just like guess like I don't think you didn't pass that test necessarily, you just filled in the answers. Kinda how it was for uh Oberdin. Let me tell you about Return of the Oberdin. I wasn't aware of this game until the Game Awards when I saw the nominations for Indie Game of the Year. Because I love me a good indie game, so I'm like, oh, let's see what stacked up where, what weird people voted for. Because the Game Awards voting is so, like, spread out. A lot of them are, like, gaming-based, but it's, like, there's, like, some weird newspapers and magazines that have, like, vote. That's fi- it's fine. It's, it's fine, Cartier. Yeah. But uh, it's a weird, diverse dichotomy of people voting. In there was Return of the Oberdin, and not only was it in there, but a lot of the responses I saw online were like, people were excited, people kind of thought it was going to win. I don't, it might, I don't, I think Celeste won at the Game Awards, but yeah. 
but it beat Celeste at some other outlets. So I'm like, oh, put that on the, the old backlog, Dan. Remember that when you just want to play something else. Uh, that's before I even know what it is. I'm just interested. Um, and I saw what it looked like, which can best be described as, uh, as like old school black and white, like arcade, um, kind of graphics. It's, it doesn't do it justice. You should Google Return of the Oberdin just to see what it looks like. But you can also change the graphics. I change it to like the Commodore 64 kind of, uh, graphics. It's pretty much changing if it's like... Black and white, or, like, black and yellow, or black and green, like, whatever weird, like, font. But the beginning of this game, let me explain what this game is. This game is a first-person mystery game, detective game. It's a puzzle game, um, but that doesn't do it justice. If you're turned off by puzzle things, you still might not be down with this, but don't just be turned off by the fact it's a puzzle game. It's a detective game. In 1802, in 1802, a ship called the Oberdin leaves port. In 1803, it's announced lost at sea. In 1807, it shows back up. This is a game about a ghost ship. You receive a letter that says, the Oberdin has shown back up. You are the chief inspector for, like, an insurance claims situation. You work for, like, an insurance company. You get sent out to investigate what happened. Uh, so, cut to you on a boat with some guy rowing. He's like, what's in the box? And it's the only time you hear yourself talk. So, you know you're a woman, but it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> the The only lines of dialogue you really hear is, I don't know, from, from yourself. So, he's like, that's weird that you don't know what's in the box you're taking to this ship. And then he's talking about how, what a weird job. You probably, no one wants this job. You go up on there and you find a body. As soon as you find a body, the guy's like, I can't lift this box up. Uh, so you have to go back down the ladder, go back into his rowboat, and you open up the box. The box has a book in it called Return of the Oberdin. At this point, I was hardened. I was already hardened with what it looked like, Cartier, before I knew the systems. As soon as I open up a box that said Return of the Oberdin, and the first page is like, if you're reading this, you're probably on the Oberdin. I'm like, oh, shit. And it's a guy that also was on it at one point, and he tries to chronicle what happened, but really it's just blank pages with, like, layouts of chapters. And what it is is a book, and then under that book is a compass, like a death compass, where it's, like, literally the subtitle that comes up is Remember Death. And this is what this game is. You find a body. Um, They're not everywhere, because you have to, like, discover them. There's going to be one obvious one. You go up to that one obvious one. Your compass starts to light up. You hold the compass up. And then all of a sudden, in a flash, you cut to the moment that person died. In a freeze frame, at first I'm like, oh, cool. It's just like, it's showing me the freeze frame. I'm supposed to take what I can from it. No. It's a freeze frame. On That that boat is now freeze framed in that moment that person died, and you can explore it. To a point. There's some places you can't go in certain areas. But, like, for instance, the first one that did that is, like, it also opened a door I couldn't open. So now all of a sudden I can get in this door and look around. Which is important because not only are you trying to figure out what happened, but you're trying to figure out where the next body is. Yeah. So you can... And then you can see, like, who was where when, right? Exactly. Oh, that's sweet. And but between the compass going off and it showing you the freeze frame, sometimes it's, like, four lines of dialogue where it just it shows you a black screen and, like, the subtitles. But it's important for context because this is what you have to figure out in this game. 
60 people went missing that were on the Oberdin. You have a log that says all those people's names, what their job was, or if they were a passenger. And it's as simple as, like, some are just, like, seamen and, like, top men. You know what I mean? It's like there's, like, eight top men. They're just, like, work on the sails and stuff. And there's, like, passengers. And then the third thing is, like, where they're from, which is important. Uh, and you're given a, a picture of the crew unlabeled, but it's important because sometimes when you're like, oh, I see this person's face, and they'll show you where they are in the picture, which is important because you're like, oh, that person is this person. This game is about figuring out how all 60 of those people died, looking at that body, being like, this is this person. This is how they died. This is what or who killed them. Cartier, it's so good. Uh, It's not... It's not easy. It's a hard game when it's like, you gotta figure out who these people are. The amount of names that were said in these little bits of dialogue before the freeze frame, um, like, if they want you to figure out 60 people's names and they probably give you about, like, 40, 40 different freeze frames, because, like, sometimes it's just like, and this person, did you see what happened to this person during that freeze frame? Uh, they might say, like, five names. Like, the one time they said Paul, I was like, oh, fuck, who is Paul? My favorite one, some of my favorite natural discoveries are when it's like, this guy doesn't let someone on a lifeboat, and he's like, fucking Danes. And I'm like, oh shit, Danes, is that, is that, is that Denmark? I'm like, oh, it's one guy from Denmark. Okay, that guy's that guy. <laughs> what sucks is, though, like I said, it's blackness, so you'll have a conversation between two or three people, and then it'll show you the frame, and there's like eight people standing there. And it's like, no real way to figure out exactly who said anything. This game tells you that. It's like... You're going to have to make guesses. There are some people that you're just going to figure out via process of elimination. And I'm like, that is rough. It starts with the last chapter. I'm just I'm telling you the, um, the beginning of this game because I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it pretty vague. But the first one involves kind of like a, maybe like a mutiny situation. It's hard to tell. And a lot of these things are misleading. But it shows you the last chapter first. It shows you the chapter where there's like five people left on this boat. Um... So I was like, oh, that's, it's going to be cool if it's all just like this person murdered this person. But then the second chapter started, and um, it takes you on the main deck of the boat. And I'm looking down at this guy who's like torn in half. All this stuff looks so good with these graphics, I'm not going to lie. Like these old graphics. I know I just love weird stuff like this, but I think it looks very good for for this type of uh, situation. But this guy's like torn in half. I'm like, oh, it's so weird. What uh what caused you to be torn in half? I'm like, turning the camera, and it's just like, freeze frame, giant kraken. And I'm like, alright. This game is gonna get weird. That's what you need to know walking into it. Uh, if you like, if you like detective games, it's the most challenging detective game, it's the most challenging mystery I've ever had to solve in a video game. Um, <clears throat> there's a chapter called The Bargain that, he, that um, the guy writing you the book is like, that I'm gonna keep to myself. I assume it's how he got off the boat, though, because he seems to be still alive. Uh, he's like, once you're done, send the book to me, whatever. When I was done, I only had... Oh, Cartier, one other thing to tell you. So you're filling out these things. It'll be like, Nicholas Cartier, uh, you know, shot in the face by Nicholas Cartier Sr. It's like, Nicholas Cartier Jr. Like, if you have that right... It's not going to tell you until you have three right. So when you have three right, it's like, ooh, and then you can look back at all the ones you have full guesses on. Because a lot of times you're like, I just know that guy's name. Or more more likely, it's like, 
I now now know how this person died, but I don't know who it is. But I can say that this guy got smashed in the face with a shovel or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. electrocuted or something. Yeah. Um, it's rough because of, like, all the different ways you can die are so specific. There's one moment where this guy has, like, a wooden, like, pike through his heart, and it's like, was that man speared? Was that man spiked? Was that man stabbed? I'm like, okay, Overton, fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, a great game. It's made by one man, Lucas Pope. He made Papers, Please, which I didn't play, but I feel like I've heard of, but that's just because indie games, you know what I mean? Indie yeah. names of games. I really liked it, Cartier. That's my whole rant on it. I'm trying not to give too much away, but um, like I said, I sent the book back with like 28 of them confirmed, figured out, and um, it let me turn it in. It let me be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I saw all the cutscenes. I just don't know. It's like, oh, okay, that's good enough, and it gives you a score, <clears throat> and then you get a letter back. I don't want to give away what the letter says, but the letter itself, when you say someone's, there's an option that's like, this person, still alive, and then... When they're still alive, I didn't find one that I was certain was still alive, but it's like, still alive and living, and then it gives you a list of, like, 30 places, and I'm like, oh, fuck you, Oberdin. I also <laughs> have to know where they are now. Uh, but what's interesting is, you do know the place that guy is writing the book from, and then when you turn it in, um, slight spoiler, not really, uh, I'm being so careful with spoilers, so trust me, uh, when you turn it in, you get a letter from someone else who's living with that person, and that reveals, me failing revealed that that person is A, still alive, and B, that's got to be the only place, the only way that you know that person is living in that place, and if maybe if I can figure out on the next playthrough who that woman escaped with, the group of people she escaped with, maybe it's safe to assume they're all in that country. I don't know, Cartier. I'm loving it. It's hard for me to go back and replay it, because I kind of want to stream the second time I play it. Cause I, I think you should. Because I, I want to stream this game, but I also only want to stream the first hour of this game. Because it's this weird spot with, especially an indie game that came out four months ago. Like, if it was, like, four years old, let's stream this whole fucking game. Who cares? But it's, like, it's so fresh. But I feel like I kind of want to do this thing where maybe start streaming the first hour of indie games just as, like, it's like a sell. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. Because that's one of my favorite things to do with Twitch uh, in general, or just where we are in media right now. It's like, like a few months ago, I'm like, I don't really like put too much weight into game reviews, except for like, you find the outlet that you really trust the opinion of, and then you listen to the game reviews still with, you know, a grain of salt, because you're you and they are them. Yeah. Um, but I think the brilliance of that is, like, yeah, find opinions you trust. In re- but they don't have to review games. Like, Twitch is brilliant for a million reasons, but it's also, like, I really want to see what it looks like when an actual person plays this game. I think that Twitch is perfect for that. Oberdin, very good. Pirate Ghost Ship Mystery. Uh, remind me to show you what it looks like before you leave today, Cartier. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. And what um, what systems is it from? Only on PC right now. Only on PC? Mm-hmm. They s- plans for it to come to PS4. Uh, I haven't heard about plans for the Switch, but yeah, it's really, it's one guy. So, who knows when we'll see it. So good. I want to buy it again on PS4. It's like, it's like that. It's like Hollow Knight status. I want to give you my money twice. Hollow Knight's coming for the Switch. Switch! Yep. Exciting. Is Silk Song coming for the uh, for the Switch? I don't know. 
I'm on the last of my turn, my switch on. Roger's like, I'm not going to use my switch until Pokemon comes out, Dan. Do you want to borrow it? And I was like, Another loser at them. Whoa! Dan, do you want to buy me Nintendo online service so you can play Tetris 99? <laughs> Dude. This week in gaming. It's not expensive. Yeah, how much is it? Like 10? Um, 19. I know you can get like 20, what is it, like 20 people for like, maybe like $20 for like a year. Right, right. The family plan, the super family plan. That's crazy. But, um, outside of this week in gaming, I will say, the real lore to me is I didn't play Breath of the Wild, and there's this stigma inside my heart that's just like... It's with a few things, and I keep these to myself because they're ignorant opinions. So ignorant opinions coming. I'm like, I've played Odyssey, and I've played, like, seconds of Breath of the Wild. And I'm like... And then people are so clearly more in love with Breath of the Wild that year. They just, like... The games are probably, like, listen. Like, at at worst, like, an 88 and a 98. Right? On the review scale, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, because people herald one so high, and I'm like, but Odyssey was so good while I played it. I'm like... Breath of the Wild's probably not that good. That's not true, Dan. It's probably a good game. That's how I feel about God of War, dude. Like, that's why I need to play God of War. There's a stigma in my heart that's like, how much better than Red Dead was it? That's just how I feel. Uh, but yeah. Need to play that Breath of the Wild. It's real good. Oh, man. So good. Uh, did, you, did you ever defeat the Ganons? Yeah. No. Waiting to double back. There's, um... I was playing on my normal one. I could never beat um, Thunderblade Ganon. He's just so fucking fast. <laughs> so I started playing it on Master Mode because that makes it a lot harder. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when I'm fighting like a regular a regular red Bokoboblin or whatever, or Koboblin or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just having a rough time with like a tree branch trying to... It's hard. It's rough. Did things break faster in Master Quest? Um, I don't think so, but at the same time, things break fast, so... <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be I'd be really sad if they didn't. That'd be like... That'd be like a hard kick in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're gonna make this game, like, three levels... Like, all the enemies are three levels higher than they should be mm-hmm. in the area that you're in. I'm on the Great Plateau on the Master Quest part of it. Yeah. And, like, there's a Lionel. I think you told me about this. Yeah, there's a fucking line of just, like, hanging out, like, yeah. in the middle of, like, the plateau. Can't do it. You know, the plateau is, like, the safe zone where, like, you learn how to do all the game. <laughs> and, like, it does not turn... You do not get blood moons until you leave that plateau. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a tutorial Lionel on Master Quest. It's a regular... It's a regular Master Quest, very, very hard Lionel for me. <laughs> for me. There's a lot of people who are good at that game who are like, oh, you could... You could ride on them, and I'm like, I don't want to get too close. <laughs> yeah. on, my, on my normal file. But that Breath of, Breath of the Wild's fun. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Uh, I uh, I want you to play Breath of the Wild so we can do a Breath of the Wild actual backlog. Ooh, nice, I'm down with it. The other, So the only other game this week in borrowing the Switch from Roger, the only other game he has, though, and the, the only other thing to pull me away from it, is Smash Bros., and I don't love Smash Bros, but, like, that story mode is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing, dude. I have, like, a lot of Switch games, too, that, like, you can play. Ooh. You know? I got Kirby. Which is perfect, because right lo- now... I lost Odyssey. Did you? It's somewhere in my house. Oh, shit. I know. 
This is perfect because I actually have no games to play right now. A little joke, Cartier. Xenoverse. I have so many fucking games to play. I'm playing Return of the Oberdin like I don't have like three AAA games downloaded. Po- Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Pokemon. Let's go. Yeah. Don't get me started with excitement. I walked into Disc Replay the other day. They have six Pokeball Pluses. They're ready to sell back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, like, how'd you get six? They also forever, one day I will buy that Pikachu edition N64. Oh my god, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. That little biscuit. Olivia's gotta talk me out of trying to get all the pieces to get Hey You Pikachu going. Because <laughs> uh, different places, that no one has all of it. I've, I've not seen one resale shop that's like, here's the whole kit, baby. But I don't know if it's camera, mic, and game, or if it's just mic and game. But I've seen the mic, I've seen the game. Never in the same place. This week in resale shops. You ready for the actual news? Yeah. Actual news. Oh, I got pictures this week, Cartier, because they're important. Nice. Uh, This next one is hot off the goddamn presses. This was told to me today, and I think this dropped today. So feel free to take a look at that. The image you're seeing, I'm going to describe it for the people listening at home, is months and months and months ago it was rumored that Google had been in major talks with people about hopping into the console business. Time has passed. A lot of people figured it uh, was either just another streaming box or another like Steam box, indie game box, or that it straight up wasn't true. And then people started digging through the patents and found this controller from Google uh, which looks like the evil stepchild of the Xbox and PlayStation 4. <laughs> I feel like every controller you make is going to look like the evil stepchild. Uh, yeah. People have likened it to a PS4 controller with Xbox buttons. Uh, I like that they have the home button for Xbox and PS4 on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't know which one we wanted for the center boy. Uh, they sidestepped that terrible touchpad. I'm sorry, PS4. I'm sorry, PS4. I just that touchpad is so weird. I don't know why I hate it, <laughs> but I do. Um, my question for you is actually simple, Cartier. It's interesting looking at this. Um, first off, side note about just me. What scares me about stuff like this is that it's like Sony was behind on putting like a an aux jack, like a headphone jack, into their controller. Like even Kyle's like. What do you mean, Dan? PS3 had... No. 360s had a, a headphone yeah. jack in the controller. PS3 didn't, and PS4 did. They're going to have it for one generation, and then everything's going to be Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Which is, is fine, but right now, Bluetooth does not work like that, for PS4 at least. Yeah. Um, but there's no headphone jack on this. So yeah, no, I see that. And I'm like, oh, it's, I, I was to Roger, I'm like, big mistake. He's like, well, I mean, everything is going to be Bluetooth, Dan. I'm like... You're not wrong. Yeah, dude, my phone does not have an auxiliary. That's what his point was last year and a half. There haven't really been much... Uh, Trying to kick it out. It's going much the way like of the DVD. Whoa. Whoa. The beta. The VH. Urs. Whoa. Whoa. But really, um, the only question I have for you on this, Cartier, is how much should we care about this? How much do you think we should care about Google trying to hop into the console business? Um... Sorry, my my personal opinion is it depends on what it's going to be used for. 
you know, am I going to be able to get my Samsung Galaxy whatever Note 4 or 5 Deluxe and Bluetooth it to that? Oh. Or are they coming out with, like, a Steam-based right. Google Play thing, you know? No, definitely. I, uh... Man, I feel it, like, like is it just a controller or is there more that goes along with it, you know? Yes, will they have a box? Yeah. What will a box be used for? Will there be a disk drive on that box? Probably not. If they're purely streaming games, can Google guarantee me Yeah, yeah, can Google guarantee me uh <laughs> Can Google guarantee me really great streaming experience like which is a good segue, like Xbox uh, said they would with the, was it Azure? Um, it's like they have all these, um, they have this network set up that's supposed to make like streaming just like perfect, no latency. Like this is like this is the solution to latency is what they're oh, saying. It, look, it looks like it might be the what their Project Scarlet ended up being. Yeah. So I, I had heard at the time that there was going to be two boxes. The the discless, disk driveless um, Xbox, next Xbox, and then, which would be cheaper actually, and then one still with a disk drive in it. Yeah. Which, uh, as not an Xbox guy, but as someone who is like a big fan of backwards compatibility, I don't, like we already produced the disk. You know what I mean? For these old games. So yeah. anything that's like, oh, think about the environment. It's like, these things are already made. As I own these Xbox 360 games, they're still going to remain in my house. The only way to create more waste <laughs> is for them me to somehow turn this into Xbox for a code. You know, that way I can have backwards. It's like, oh, no, it's still backwards compatible without the disc drive. You can have Skate 3. You just you take this to your local GameStop. We'll give you a code. As I No. I still want the disc drive, I think. Yeah. Well, dude, that's, but. like, one of the things that makes, like, the 3DS, like, such a great machine is that, like, it's got the library for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. It's got the library for the Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, like the whole the whole DS. Yeah. The whole DS catalog you can play on there. You plug that DS game into that 3DS. Yeah, not, e- not even, not even, inc- yeah, like, not even including, like, digital stuff, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, like, straight up, like, hardware. Which goes back further. Yeah. With, like, the Pokemon stuff, even. Mm-hmm. So good. 3DS doing a lot of things right. Ooh. Yeah, but anyways, I just... Yeah, it's hard to know until we know more about this. Because, yeah, Google, Google could be putting out a controller just because now you're suddenly seeing, like, bigger companies put out controller things, either connected to a phone already or just, like, for mobile-based situations. Yeah. Be interesting. If it's a straight console, I don't want to talk too much about this, but if it's a console and they want to be successful, you got to think they have to have something super huge. Um, I said this to Roger earlier. It's like, it's hard not to be just labeled another Steam box. It's hard not to be labeled like, this is just where you play your indie games. Like, like for fuck's sake, I hope that's not it, because like, Atari's doing that right now too, Google. And yeah. like, you you have the money to be doing bigger things. Um, a point that Roger made is no matter what the big exclusive is, when you announce the big exclusive, you also have to make sure people know it's like the biggest games you can also play here. Not an exclusive, but it's like when Red Dead 2 comes out on Xbox and PS4, you're playing it on the Google console. Yeah. Like, you have to still be able to play the biggest games on it. That's mm-hmm. a big thing that they drive home. Otherwise, they'll get lumped in with everyone that's failed before them. Yeah. And it's like, 
the outlier in that is like Nintendo because they have so many exclusives that like they don't need yeah. to have those big third party, which they're trying to get third party ones on there, yeah. but like they're at the point where they don't need to, and Google is not at that point. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo's the weird journey of Nintendo, yeah. and maybe it comes with just being a status for so long, or maybe it comes with being number one for like a long period of time. So it's like at that point, like you were. No- like, when you're number one and you're, like, doing things that are pissing people off in the mid-90s and just, like, it doesn't matter because you are number one. Yeah. Like, Nintendo lived that life. They are established as shit. Yeah, you need... If you're brand new coming in and you're like, we're part of the console thing. Rod, Roger thinks it's doomed, no matter what, because he just doesn't trust non-gaming people trying to come into the gaming market and be successful because of how weird a market is, how fickle gamers are. Like... Yeah. Well, that's the thing, dude. If you look at, like, the... I don't know what the exact numbers are, so this is me just ballpark yeah. what I read, like, months ago. But, like, the video game industry, like, last year made, I think... I don't know how many million, maybe even, like, a billion. Pretty much, it made a lot more money than, like, the music industry, mm-hmm. the fucking film industry, like, all that, like, lumped together. It's on the rise, too. I remember hearing about the hardware, or the, um... Oh, yeah, hardware sales and, like, accessory sales, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just based off, and pe- people assuming it's because Fortnite. It's just like, yeah, man, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's on the rise, too. People are buying video games. Last year's sales tell us people are buying video games. How many times were we like, and this is the best-selling Monster Hunter of all time, and this is the best-selling Mario Kart of all and this is the best, like, this is, it's been, like, two years of people, things being the best the biggest launching God of War, the biggest launching Spider-Man of any Spider-Man game, like big stuff's popping. Crackdown Three is fine. All these things are things people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, <coughs> that's interesting. That's like more to come as as we review as more is revealed about it. But I just thought that that picture specifically interesting. Google giving you a controller, because yeah, good point, Cartier by itself. That's just a controller. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people have custom controllers. That's a weird one. I know a lot of people are saying that the Switch VR is still coming out. Ooh, that is... A decent, the, a decent segue into... That is on the docket today. Do we? Ha- Let's just jump right to it. Nintendo jumps into VR. Nintendo... It's also my next picture. Nintendo has announced their fourth Toy-Con set. And do you know what that Toy-Con set is, Cartier? VR. And it's Nintendo Labo VR, yes. Uh, I'm with you where it's like, there's rumors still, I don't know if this officially counts, um, but the newest toy concept um, is going to be a VR goggle set, which also includes like an elephant and like a bird. <laughs> the camera's a good idea though. Yeah. That camera with those goggles, I mean, it's not a good idea because it's still putting the screen... Like five, like two inches from your little kid's eyes. Yeah. Uh, they're saying seven and up on this, which is no other Labo I think has been, it's been like three and up. No, the other, the other ones were seven. Oh, I guess um, when they were doing the demos for it and they were like trying to get people to sign up, that was seven and up. You had to have, mm, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to double check on that one. Uh, this, this is coming out April 12th and this is indeed the first, technically the first VR from Nintendo since the failure known as... The Virtual Boy, mm-hmm. 1995. Um, interesting rest, thing. Rest in peace, <laughs> Nikoi. 
Was that was that Awada too? The virtual boy? Or was I think it was um Awada and Gunpei Yokoi. <laughs> Because like that was um that was right before his like he, he like he resigned from Nintendo mm-hmm. like that happened and then like he left like right afterwards and like it's rough yeah it is that's, rough that's the guy who made Metroid that's the guy who made the Game Boy <laughs> interesting quote from Nintendo's like uh, press release about this users can easily turn off the VR feature and use the included screen holder instead of the Toy-Con VR goggles to enjoy any of the included games and experiences in 2D. A lot of people are saying that's a response to... Um, did the first 3DS, could you not turn the 3D off? You could turn it off. Oh, okay. But there's apparently something about the 3DS, 3D controversy. I don't know. I didn't know about the controversy, so I didn't dig too much into it. Yeah. But, well, it's like, throughout the life of the 3DS, they, um, they went from going hard on like the 3DS to like... The last Pokemon game had very, very little. Like, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon has very, very little. Just the photo stuff? I'm not even sure. Was fo- Could you take photos in Ultra? Yeah. Ultra Sun and Moon and, like, all 7th gen. Because, Cartier, honest opinion, because I usually have nothing positive things about to say about Sun and Moon, for the most part, but I liked the photo stuff. Yeah, no, Sun I liked Moon. it. It felt tacked on. It felt like that wasn't... In the cards from the beginning, otherwise there might have been more of it, or maybe they pumped the brakes on it if it had been playing from the beginning. Because yeah. I liked it. Maybe they thought people weren't going to like it. Uh, I can't think of more than like a half dozen times you even use that in Sun. No. Which is crazy because those islands are big. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I feel like it was a missed opportunity to where like you could like stop the game wherever and like go into like snapshot mode. Rather than like yes, at any time, even. yeah, like that would have been something to make it more immersive. It would have been something to make it less handholdy, in my opinion. Maybe because like they tell you where the areas that you can do it are, they don't let you. Right, that's true. Just, you know, yeah. maybe it's uh, something to look forward to in Schwartz and Shreeld. Hmm. But interesting, some Nintendo VR news. Uh, EA says, and I quote, "We will not have a press conference at E3." What are the soccer players going to do? Which is so real. <laughs> it's probably be at the Microsoft press conference or something. <laughs> uh, Roger's response to this was, so is E3 not happening? Which is, I don't know. I've Shit. Like, maybe when Sony drops out. this The fear is that other people won't have a press conference. I think this drops us down to four major press conferences. Uh, before anyone says anything... Or before anyone else decides they're not going to be at E3, guarantee you, Cartier, I will guarantee you, there's always going to be another Just Dance. There's always going to be a Ubisoft press conference. I feel like they love E3. Because listening to Sean Layden, I'm sorry, reading Sean Layden's words about uh, we're not going to be at E3 after the fact, as more time passes, Sean Layden does not like E3. (laughs) Like, he clearly dislikes E3. Um, And maybe that's because he was personally hurt by people being lukewarm about, like, the artsy shit they did last year. Like, you take chances, it's not always going to work out. Um, and I'm sure it just didn't line up with plans they have. See, like, um... I don't know. It, it, it excites me a little bit, because it gives me more of a chance to just hope that there aren't going to be any musical performances at E3. <laughs> Sony's gone. Like I said, Just Dance. There will always be a Just Dance 2019, 2020. And I will always skip ahead 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
I was thinking a tangent. I was thinking about the weird Nintendo Ubisoft relationship the other day, and like of all the things that are obvious, like Star Fox in that in um, I can't think of the name right now. Oh, uh, the Toys to Life one. Some, something Road to Atlas. Starlink. Starlink, yeah, yeah. Like, them and Starlink and Mario plus Rabbids and all these weird things. It's like, yeah, there's a weird relationship. Let me just point out that Just Dance 20... Whatever the last one was. I guess that'd be 2018. Yeah. Just Dance 2018 came out on the Wii. Like... Was that their <laughs> idea? Was Nintendo like, oh, I mean, if you can, please put it on the Wii. Like... <laughs> Okay, like, I wonder how the sales are just for, like, the Wii version of it. Yeah. I don't blame them. How many people still have Wiis? Probably a lot. I have a Wii. They, uh, that's 50% of the people. Every every time I go into GameStop, I look at the Wii games, and I'm like, one day I'll buy a Wii game, one day I'll buy a Pokemon Revolution for $25. So many people have Wiis, I'm always afraid I'm one conversation away from inheriting a Wii. <laughs> you are. It's not with you, Cartier. Keep all your you, Wii. All you, have to, all you have to do is ask. Cartier, you told me you were going to bring your Wii one day. You're like, I'm just going to leave my Wii here. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> not throwing shade at the Wii. I, the Wii's sweet. Uh, no, there's too many too many things in this house. I remember... Trying to give me the Switch. I remember living that life where the Wii was my, like, Netflix box. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh... That's so why I bought that PS3 off Kyle. I'm like, I need something for Netflix. And a PS3. <laughs> Please. Oh, EA. Back to it. So EA said it's not going to hold the E3 press conference. Uh, it was once again going to do the annual pre-E3 fan event, EA Play, and broadcast live streams. Uh, focusing on more specific developers, more specific games. It's also bound to have games at the Microsoft booth, but won't have their own booth on the E3 floor, which they haven't had a booth in a while anyways, but they still had a press conference. Yeah. So would you call it an EA Direct? Hmm. No. You know what I would call it? I'm glad you asked that question. It's going to be more like Nintendo Treehouse. How, what they do after, um, after their E3 Direct, where it's like, oh, more casual. I think it's going to be more like that. It's going to be a lot of like... Short interviews, streams. Well, that's the thing. Like all those like big like press conferences and everything. Like those cost money. Yeah. Like the whole reason that Nintendo does like the tree houses and the directs is like to cut down the cost because like the Wii U didn't do well. Sure. Because like that was the same year that um Iwata and like all of, like the CEOs took like uh their pay cut. Mm-hmm. They took like their salary and like cut that shit in half. Because they had yeah, yeah for for the company so it could still say like two hundred twenty years without. Mm-hmm. Running out of business, you know? Yeah, no. It's expensive. It's expensive to buy... To just buy floor space at E3. It's it's also, I mean, like, Nintendo had a few... Like, the last E3 actual press conferences. They had some rough stumbles. Like, it's hard. New tech in front of people on a big screen. Things are bound to go wrong. Yeah. Like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Nintendo had a big one go wrong. I think it was the Wii. Was it the Wii? It might have been the Wii. Oh my god. But yeah, eventually it's just like, it makes more sense. Yeah. It's um, going to be a weird E3. Mm-hmm. Do you think Reggie's going to be there? <sighs> no. I think, I think that my theory was, uh, well, my favorite theory about Reggie picking this specific time, 
I don't know if it's from you or from the internet, where it's like the Vita died. <laughs> like, the week they officially announced the PS Vita was no longer, nothing developed for it. It's just like, and Reggie retires. He's won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite theory is, I didn't read this anywhere, but I'm sure it's written somewhere because it just makes too much sense. They have things coming this year. Why not have the new guy announce them? Like, it just makes sense. Like, it's like, oh, because a lot of my favorite memories for Reggie, it's like, yeah, there's some good lines, but, like, Reggie first showing you the Pokeball Plus, like, Reggie explained to me what it was. Like, it, it's exciting. Uh, why not give Bowser... Fuck. Why not give Bowser a chance to get some... His name's Bowser, Cartier. It's going to be, like, rough. Is this year going to be the year of Bowser for them? I think it is. Oh my they god. They're gonna make a thing out of it? Bowser's inside story. Oh my god. So No, let's try not to go down those jokes. Uh <laughs> the sex tape jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> sounds so, like there's already one inside. <laughs> it sounds like there's already <laughs> one inside. <laughs> see how E3 is this year. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one, dude. Just know Sony is big because uh, whether it's good or bad, and I do love Ubisoft, despite the dancing. I'd love the dancing cartoon. <laughs> the pandas. Uh, no, I'm most hyped for Sony for sure. Every time. So that's not happening is a big a big bucket of water on top of my head. Uh, the only thing we lose with EA... EA is notoriously well. I do like that they highlight some of their indie, their indie stuff like Sea of Solitude last year, mm-hmm. also Unraveled Two last year. Those are the highlights. But let's not forget that EA is generally one of the worst ones. <clears throat> they did the Command and Conqueror live possible first boo. <laughs> the Command and Conquer. Let me put this out there in case you don't know what I'm talking about. They did the Command and Conquer mobile live gameplay versus reveal. Commentated live by esports commentators. They thought it was a good choice. They thought now's the time to do this, and then they did it, and it was bad. Um, but, like, besides that, uh, no, dude. St- they're pretty much like, listen, Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, don't expect that shit. Like, am I going to tr- anticipate... I'm not anticipating it for E3 at all now. I kind of anticipated something. Square Enix has a Marvel game coming out. Hopefully Square Enix has a direct this year like last year. Yeah. That would get me excited, even though I was wrongly excited for it last year and it was only okay. But, like, maybe they have more stuff. Builders 2 is coming out? Builders 2! Like, there's, there's a Marvel game. They're working on a Marvel game. They have a million Final Fantasy games coming out. There was something on their Twitter for a second. It's like... Discover the new world of Final Fantasy VII, and then they took that shit down. But I think it had a date in April on it, like April 4th-ish. Yeah. Where's bullshit? Last real piece of actual news. Run through this real quick. There's an unpublished <laughs> NES wrestling game that has recently come to light. Did you see this, Cartier? No. It's called UWC. Um, sum it up real quick. YouTuber named Archon. Or Archon, 1981. Look him up. He's the only one with gameplay footage of this right now because he had recently acquired an unannounced, unpublished, 
kind of unfinished. It looks like they didn't have the licensing for it, so it's called UCW, but it looks like it was a WCW game from 1989 for NES, but it's unpublished. Um, he received it from a former Nintendo employee that says they let him demo it just because he was the one that loved wrestling. Um, crazy to me. Crazy to me that this exists. This is on the heels of... Well, it's on the heels of someone finding the... The SimCity NES. I played mm-hmm. SimCity on SNES. It's kind of trash. Yeah. Uh, I have it. You have to. Yeah. So, but I didn't know there was one for NES because there really wasn't. But someone found it and then they patched it enough to make it playable, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's on the heels of that. And then last year with the SNES Mini, we got... Um, Star Fox 2. Yeah, Star Fox 2. So it's like, how many of these... You know, they found the demo for the Pokemon Gold and Silver. Yes. The Space World. Yes, exactly. Just this year before the Pokemon Direct, they found the... Pokemon Red and Green, like, version of that. Space World fucking... What was it? 95, 96? Possibly sick. 94? So sick. I love the idea that, like... I feel like Nintendo is specifically a treasure trove of this. Like, yes. maybe if you dug into, like, Sega, there'd be a few... In fact, I know of, like, at least one Sega one where it's like, this never came out. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> the more of the stuff like this happens, I'm like, how many, like, practically finished games did you not greenlight Nintendo and they exist... Because he held up the cartridge. It, there's one NES ca- cartridge of UWC, uh, and it's just because it was the pitch. It's like they gave it to him to test. Yeah. So crazy to me a cartridge. That's all so cool. Um, real quick. Mother, see- Mother 3? Yeah. It, see- <laughs> seems, legit, seems legit from a small company called SETA. Uh, WCW wrestlers from the late 80s. Um, there's only eight wrestlers, and everyone who's covering it is like... You know, like, Sting and Ric Flair. I'm going to let you know. This is, we're never, if this game was the SNES, is the only way this story would be more up my alley. I watched the footage. Let me tell you exactly who's in this fucking game. Because no one's like, no one's like, be eaten. So, people I saw in this, both Legion of Doom, we saw Ric Flair, we saw Sting, uh, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, it's Legion of Doom, Barry Windham, who would have been, if it's 89, wouldn't have been a horseman, I don't think. Uh... Bobby Eaton, which means probably, it's hard to tell with the graphic faces, because they don't click on all the wrestlers, so you don't get, like, the little uh, B. Eaton. You don't get, like, the name for all of them. Yeah. Um, but with Bobby Eaton, that makes me think it's safe to say both members of the Midnight Express in there. Um, but here's where, the, here's where the information ends and the rant begins. The thing about it is, he said he's not always well, not going to hold it hard, hostage. He's going to put the ROM out there for other people to play, which is cool. And I don't even think Nintendo will have a problem with because it's not a Nintendo game. But it was designed for one of their. It's hard to say if they're gonna have a problem with it. I want. I would like to stream it. Um, they might. They might have a problem with it because that's the whole reason they came up with the ESRB rating. Sure. Was because people were making fake. Like that's the whole thing that caused the ESRB rating to like be a thing. Are you so they might. Who knows? Nintendo ninjas. You know. Yeah. They, they pick fights when they want to. For sure. Are you ready for, like, the only real wrestling rant you'll get from me? For a while, at least. Uh, Old wrestling games are trash, Cartier. NES wrestling games, like, I'm interested in this because it was never released. It's a WCW game. There's another WCW game for the NES. I think, like, FCI or something like that made it. He mentions it in the video for reasons why this might not have been greenlit. You know what I mean? Old wrestling games are trash. I can tell you they were trash then. They're trash now. Let's run through it. NES games and anything of that generation. 
All of them are bad. Prove me wrong in the comments. No offense. I liked them. Not NES. I can't say I liked them because that's not right date-wise. They're all trash. SNES games. SNES Sega Master System. All trash. I don't care. Like, yes, I enjoyed playing a few of them. There's one I can specifically remember for Sega. Playing with my cousin Georgie. And we had a lot of fun in it. But I remember also when I went home and played my Super Nintendo ones. I had like three different ones. One of them had the dared to have like Royal Rumble in the title. All bad, Cartier. <laughs> Didn't matter how cool Gold Dust looked on the cartridge. <laughs> like the Raws were one. They're all trash. N64 is where you begin to get ones that are passable. And like even then, I put things like Virtual Pro and No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 above things like. I was in a disc replay, and I heard a guy upsell WCW Mayhem to a young kid. He's like, wrestling games, like, oh yeah, that's like, and it was Mayhem, and I'm like, WCW Mayhem is fucking trash, I can't, don't upsell it to that young boy. Because it's just like, some like, six-year-old kid and his mom, and it's like, oh, do I get Mario Kart or WCW Mayhem? And I'm like, don't let him pick WCW Mayhem. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg looks cool on the cover. Mayhem is, is trash. I will... Kind of back up on passwords I've said. People love NWO versus WCW versus NWO. Yeah. It's not a bad game. Nostalgia goggles for sure with people. I think No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 are both better games. You can springboard to the outside in WCW versus NWO. And it's got a cool... And NWO is cool. Let's face it. <laughs> I remember for the PlayStation I had... Um, I think it was WCW Thunder... For uh, PS1? Yeah, yeah. yeah. PS1? Mm-hmm. I had that one, and then I had um, SmackDown 2 Shut Your Mouth. Probably best wrestling game I ever played. Let's get into it. Let's go Let's go forward. Uh, there's an ECW game that's on N64 and PS1. I don't think that's a good game either. Uh, when you get to the PS2, even though I just said some were passable on N64, when you get to the PS2, you get to the heyday of wrestling games. This is where... In Japan, you got things like King of Colosseum and King of Colosseum 2. If you don't know what these games are, I learned about them like two years ago because they're Japanese-only games. Uh, seek out King of Colosseum 2. It, in my opinion, is probably probably one of the best wrestling games of all time. I'm hoping that the people at AEW, which is, hey, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner is putting money behind like indie wrestling and it's... Pretty crazy, and Kenny Omega's there, and he signed, and so is Jericho, and mm-hmm. whatever. Those guys love video games, guaranteed to be a video game coming. Hopefully they go off something like King of Coliseum, because the grappling system and the countering system and wrestling video games, wrestling has never looked so good in video game form as it did on that PS2 game. The SmackDown series is great. I love it, Cartier. Yeah. The SmackDowns, into the SmackDown versus Raws, we're all good. D'Angelo Martin, personal favorite, SmackDown versus Raw 2010. It's on, like, eight different consoles. You should look it up. Uh, <laughs> and then and then 2K takes over WWE. Whatever. There's a bad TNA game in there, which is on PS2 and PS3 and maybe PS4. I own that TNA game. It's not very good. Uh, play it because the campaign mode's different from other ones. Uh, and that's my history of wrestling games. And then there's been Fire Pro the whole time. So... <coughs> And then Fire Pro is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and say Fire Pro is trash, especially with Kenny Omega on the cover of the last Fire Pro wrestling. Uh, Fire Pro is just different. Yeah. And it was never up my alley. With that being said, that's why an NES game that's wrestling-based coming to light is interesting to me, but like, if it had already been out, I probably would have already been trashing on it in that list. 
Rant over, Cartier. I've been waiting to run through wrestling games I love and hate. Uh, there's a weird GameCube exclusive one that Bomberito had. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's WrestleMania 18. It's not like anything. I know exactly which one it is. It's WrestleMania 18. <laughs> he made a character called Spalamanon. Shout out, Andy Bomberito. Um, whose address is... No. <laughs> so it's like this, Cartier. Wrestling aside, all those stories aside, we have a closer... But at the end of this segment, known as actual news, I have a new, I have a new uh, segment within a segment that'll close off actual news. And it's things I don't really have a conversation for, but I just want to mention because they're worth mentioning. Shenmue Three has a new story trailer out. Happened at an anime convention in Monaco this last week. Look into it. I watched it right before this podcast. What? Up? Rapid fire. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did. The only other thing I was going to say is my exact quote before this is Shenmue 3 is going to be great. Everyone can eat my ass, I believe is my exact quote. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, that was. <laughs> there's also a story, tra- story trailer now for Mortal Kombat 11. Just go watch it. The only thing I'm going to mention from it is that Shao Kahn is clearly a big part of the story. So anyone that was like combating the people, there was like. This division online, because people were upset when Goro was behind the pre-order paywall last time. Um, insert rant about pre-orders should be part of the game. Whatever. Uh, but anyone that's like, listen, Shao Kahn's dead, so him as a pre-order bonus makes sense, because he probably won't be in the story. Looks like he's a major part of the story, so once again, eat my ass or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the segment name? <laughs> I, that one I wrote it's funny I said it earlier but it's like literally the last sentence of this is Shao Kahn locked behind pre-order makes sense because he's dead get fucked pre-order incentives can eat my ass uh, <laughs> Judgment the detective based brawler from the development team behind Yakuza officially has a release date for North America June 25th 2019 early access for pre-orders June 21st and you're like why are you plugging that pre-order Dan end of, end of the segment if you want to pay all the money in the world and play it a few days early, do that. Because I also love these games, and you're giving them more money. Uh, interesting this week, Dead or Alive 6 has got like the $93 battle pass, and people are like kind of up in arms. Like, mm, I understand, but like, I don't think I'm against a night. I'm not going to buy it, but like, I'm not against collector's editions either. Like, if you want to buy the... It's like, oh, Mortal Kombat 11 fucking collector's edition is like $400 with a statue of Scorpion. It's like, is it worth it? This is how I discovered it with someone asking this question. Is it worth it? The answer is, it's sold out, so it doesn't matter. I'm fine with people putting as much money in another realms as they can because I think we all benefit from this. Yeah. I like like playing nice games. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But it just, like, when the pre-order is like, you'll only get Piranha Plant if you pre-order... Like, I'm just like, in my head, the only thing I can think is, I hope that's not true. I hope they're lying. <laughs> I hope there's a way to buy it later. Because it's like, you're crazy. You're crazy to, like, either pre-order Shao Kahn or you will never play a Shao Kahn. I'm like, you don't want, like, ten bucks for it later in Mortal Kombat? Like, no, they want those numbers first week, man. Exactly, they want sale. I, I whatever. <laughs> they don't have to eat my ass in another room. But, um, are you ready for this week's... Closer. Closer. We had a lot of news this week. Luckily, we have a real fast game. Nice. I think I'm going to win. I think it's all on you, baby. 
Yeah, just for fun this week. You will... No, um... Let's do it like this. I currently have... How many questions? One, two, three, four, five, <coughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Cartier, I have twelve questions. You have to get at least six of them right to be the closer today. Okay. If you get less than six right... I will close out this podcast. How about that? Okay. There's stakes now. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I could answer the questions and get my score, and the next week make Kyle do the same closer, oh, see dude. what he gets. We should still do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should do both of them. We, we should do both those things, yeah. Uh, the closer this week, the closer, is... Closer is a game, by the way. Where we decide who's going to close out this podcast. This week it's called... Now I know my NPCs. <laughs> I thought it was a, I it was a I like good. That. I thought it was a good name, and Kyle didn't show up for it. Uh, so I'm gonna say a line of dialogue. You're gonna buzz in with "Whoa!" You wanna know why you're gonna buzz in with "Whoa"? Because I wanna be just like them. Because the line is either when when you buzz in, you have to tell me which game it's from. The line is either gonna be from Anthem, or it's gonna be from. The Mass Effect series. <laughs> so I'm going to say the line, and then all you got to do is... You don't have to buzz in. You just got to tell me Anthem or Mass Effect. I'm sad I didn't write down some of the people that said these, but I'm also, like, not invested in either. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I have, like, one name of one person. But all you got to do is tell me Anthem or Mass Effect. Let's do this. First line of dialogue. <sighs> okay, hey, maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but... I heard he got over-altered during his training. Whoa! Cartier? It was, uh... This is the anthem. And I will say that the character's name is Neeson. Ooh. I was looking at the... I was looking Guile? Neeson yeah, Guile? Neeson Guile. Nice. I was uh, looking at the actors who play in Anthem and, like, who do, like, the voice work for Anthem. Yes. After the podcast, I'm going to show you them because there's a lot of people who are, like... You see their face and you're like, that person... Nice. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Good start. Not all of them are going to give you that much context. Cartier, the next one. You should get back to your day. I'll be fine here. Anthem. That was Anthem. Do you know what character? I have this one. Um... Tassian. Merelda. Merelda. Mm-hmm. I actually watched, like, all of Merelda's dialogue stuff. It was very interesting to me. Very sad. Uh, stand in the ashes of a trillion dead souls and ask the ghosts if honor matters. The silence is your answer. Whoa. Cartier? Mass Effect. That's three straight right. Nicholas Cartier. Do you think Kyle's going to do this well? Uh-huh. You're buying me a new toothbrush. Whoa. Cartier? Mass Effect. That's also Mass Effect. Dilemma doesn't begin to explain it. That is a hard one. I think they're all hard. I'm going to go with uh, Mass Effect again. That is five straight for Nicholas Cartier. Whoa. <laughs> Nothing makes a statement in this world like shaper runnings. 
Oh, definitely Anthem. I know, that was the gimme, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, can you perfect this? Dang, dude. <laughs> Startled realization. What have I done? Uh, Mass Effect. That's also Mass Effect, yep. Be mindful. A lot of eyes will be on you soon. Mass Effect. That is Anthem. Damn the it. first one you got wrong. Damn it. Uh, do you, I know who says that to you. I guess I was interested by the name. Do you know? Uh, no, I'm not sure. The Bard. The Bard? Yeah, yeah. Do you know The Bard? I've talked to The Bard once. Nice. It's, it's from uh, the first dialogue with The Bard, interesting enough. Yeah. I don't know if you talked to him any more than once. It doesn't matter. You, you're running at 9 out of 10 or whatever. Uh, I can't believe my ancestors... I can't believe my ancestors used to wear this crap. Um, Mass Effect. Was it the crap that gave it away? Okay. Crap seems like very... There's a lot of, there's a lot of witty dialogue in Anthem. Okay. I've seen enough death to last 50 lifetimes. Anthem. That is Anthem. Uh, I think his name was the Prosperer, or something. Like Prosper. Prospero. Prospero. There you go. There's only two left, and you are nine out of ten right now, Cartier. It was a warm day. Blank was hot that time of year. You were playing with your father. Uh, Mass Effect. This anthem. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't want to tell you what that one's from, because uh, I'm afraid it's too deep. Maybe. Yeah. And then the final one. You're 9 out of 11. Never forget, Cartier. Uh, the final one. <laughs> I don't need luck. I have ammo. Uh, Anthem. It's Mass Effect. Really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. I'm really losing that at the end of that. 9 out of 12. Uh, 75%. That's, you know, that's a C, Cartier. You passed with flying colors. With colors, at least. Uh, wow, you did. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to 100% that for a second. That was crazy. Uh... I've never, yes. I've never played a Mass Effect game. I, I thought that was the case for you, and I thought Kyle might have played one Mass Effect at least. Maybe he's played multiple ones. Uh, Ooh, that means you were the closer this week, Cartier. Uh, before you close out this podcast in whatever way you see fit, let me just say thank you for listening to the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast in its entirety. Uh, we do this every week. It's up Monday mornings, I would say. Uh, we record it Sunday nights. Uh, video game podcast every every Monday morning from the heart of Michigan. If you liked what you heard today, you can find the entire backlog at litmitmedia.fireside.fm. That's L-I-T-M-I-T-M-E-D-I-A.fireside.fm. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook ba- ba- <laughs> facebook.com backslash litmitmedia, twitter.com, ba- at, no, we're just at Litmit Media there. YouTube, if you look for the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast, it's not in its entirety on there, but you will find some of the other things we're working on. You'll see a preview of Anthem before it came out. You'll see trailer breakdown me and Cartier did for the Sword and Shield um, thing. Uh, um, I just put up a SNES like casual retrospective on a game called Draken. You might not have heard of. You may have heard of. It was like a Atari ST game, like Microsoft DOS game, and then SNES game. All those things, and more, 
on our YouTube. Um, one day I'll be able to say youtube.com backslash litmitmedia, but until that day, you just Google litmitten or litmitmedia or super forgotten or things of that nature, and you will find us hopefully. Or, once again, litmitmedia.fireside.fm is a good home base where you can find all our social links. Twitch.tv backslash litmitmedia. Have I plugged everything I can plug? I think so. Cartier? All that being said, for Dan Allen, I'm Dan Allen, your closer, Nicholas Cartier. Have a good night. Bites.